Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. I discuss and review movies new and old. You can watch the show on YouTube, X, and Facebook under the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. You can listen wherever you get your podcast. Please rate and review the show on your app of choice. You can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Please visit the, the podcast website at letmebendyourear.com. All episodes are available there. On this episode, I'm going to review Mr. Monk's last case. Now, before I get into the review, this is a little bit of an unusual one. Uh, if anyone is familiar with the television program, Monk starring Tony Shalhoub, it was on for quite a few years. I think it ended uh, almost a decade ago, if I remember right. But I had read a couple of months ago that there was going to be a film made of the television series. So uh, some spoilers here. The main through line of the Monk television series was it was set in San Francisco. And the main character is Adrian Monk, again, played by the great actor Tony Shalhoub. He was or was a new uh, San Francisco detective who lost his wife. His wife was murdered and it launched him into some obsessive compulsive disorder. So he has a severe case of OCD. And in the original TV series, he was acting as a consultant for the San Francisco Police Department. So he would help on cases. You know, he's brilliant. His uh, OCD was a challenge of course as it is to anyone and he had it in the most extreme and severe way and uh, the the show cast is fantastic so you have of course Shalou playing Monk you have the great Ted Levine playing the uh, captain of the police precinct so if you know Ted Levine he's most known for his Buffalo Bill character in Silence of the Lambs and you have Hector Elizondo playing Monk's psychiatrist. Uh, you actually had, um, he had an assistant in the original series that was played by uh, Betty Shrim was her original, was his original assistant. She's best known from A League of Their Own. She left the series and then was replaced by Trailer Howard, who played the assistant until the end of the series. And then you've got... Um, Jason Gray Stanford is uh, Randy, kind of the ditzy detective. And uh, that was the main cast in that particular series. So if you uh, were familiar with the Monk television series, it was the best comparison I could give it to would be Columbo. So if you watch Columbo with the great, of course, the great Peter Falk, uh, his, his thing was it was a case every week. He would solve a homicide. And the thing about Columbo, which is similar in, in this TV, TV series, Monk, you would know who the murderer was right off the bat. So that was kind of the the unique twist on the, you know, murder of the week. Usually, you know, like if it's an Agatha Christie or something else, you would not know who the killer is and the killer would be revealed in the third act. And uh, you, the fun would be trying to figure out who did it. Whereas in Columbo and Monk, the fun is figuring out not who did it, but how they did it. And that's always the key to figuring out, of course, how to catch the person that they feel is guilty of the murder. So that was a television series, and I watched the series religiously when it was on, like I said, mainly for the great portrayal of Tony Shalhoub. He's a, he's a fantastic actor, and his portrayal of Adrian Monk is fantastic. And I'll get into about more what I liked about the series as I talk about the, this television movie. So, of course, I always do movie reviews. 
But this movie uh, started streaming on Peacock, uh, I think, yesterday. So I'm like, you know what? I, I wanted to watch it, first of all, because I'm a big fan of the show. And I'm like, you know what? It's a movie. I'll review it. It's available for streaming. I haven't been to the movies in a few weeks. Uh, I didn't have any plans to see any movies right now with the holidays. So I figured, let me just uh, drop this review on here uh, as well. So that's the setup there. So the the plot of Mr. Monk's last case. So bit of a spoiler if you haven't watched the series, and actually not a spoiler. In the last episode of the television series, the case that Miss that Monk could never solve was the was the murder of his wife, Trudy. And she's played uh by Malo I always forget the actress's name. But uh Trudy, his wife, was played by I wanna say it's Melora. I always forget her name. But he solves her murder at the end of the television series. So that brings closure to the character and uh, kind of a closure to the series. You know, some of the cast members move on. And uh, that was the big murder that he couldn't solve. He would solve all these other murders uh, throughout the run of the series. But the, the one of his wife was was haunting him. And uh, Melora Harden, that's the actress's name. I had to look her up. Because that was going to drive me nuts. So he solves Trudy's murder at the end of the series. So as this movie opens, Mr. Monk's last case, we are in the modern time. It's been 10 years. And the first thing I liked about this this movie, when you do, you know, the entire landscape of streaming has kind of created this booming industry of bringing old shows back. So whether it's Frasier whether it was Will and Grace a couple of seasons ago, even though that was on a regular NBC, uh, you're getting the, these the, the 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 IP is very valuable, and with the amount of money that they're spending on streaming, uh, they're looking for anything that they think can create some kind of buzz, and a lot of it is bringing old shows back. Now, of course, like w- when you do that, there's varying degrees of success or failure depending on what your your expectations are of something like that. So. Of course, you've got varying degrees of success, you know, or, you know, absolute failure. So my concern, anytime you bring something back, especially a show that you're a big fan of, is how are they going to do it? Is it going to be disappointing? And, and of course, the major question is, is this pointless? Why are they doing this? The show was great. It ended great. Why go back to these characters? So one of the things I liked about this this movie is... When we see Monk, your expectation is that, you know, he's, you know, happy, if, as mo- happy as Monk can be. And, uh, you know, just you're just kind of picking back up where you left off. And he's, you know, what's he doing? Is he solving cases? Is he retired? What's going on? But as the movie starts, Mr. Um, Adrian is actually in a very bad place in his life. So the movie addresses the pandemic and another thing I'm very weary of, I really don't want to see anything regarding the pandemic for a ton of reasons that I'm not going to get into for this podcast because it's not relevant. But when I saw that it was addressed, I was hesitant at first, but to my pleasant surprise, in this world where Monk was, of course, OCD, he was super, he was a germaphobe, they use it in a very entertaining and funny way and a serious way too. So he's in a bad spot. So he's he he was trapped in his house for two years during the pandemic. And uh, he's very unhappy to the point where, and this is another thing that I 
pleasant surprise is a wrong word, but I think I'm more was surprised in a good way creatively. They've they've got him in a pretty dark place when this movie starts, even darker than I think is normal for the series. Uh, he was he's essentially suicidal at this point because so he's he's still tremendously lonely. He still misses his wife, of course, the love of his life. But he does, in a positive note, find out that Trudy had a daughter, and he has come very close to this daughter, and she is about to get married as the film opens, and he is going to pay for the wedding. Very excited about that. So early in the film, you see Adrian at a publisher with an editor played by Brooke Adams, who I haven't seen in anything in a long time. So she's reading excerpts from the novel that he's supposed to be writing, or the book about his life, which of course they've paid him in advance, uh, a hefty advance, because they want stories about the murders he solved, how he goes about doing it, and the stories just veer off into stuff that's not interesting and very long-winded and the the movie points out that he's been working at this for a while and they've gotten to the point where they've told him look we're not getting anything out of this so unfortunately you we think you're in breach of contract and they basically tell him that they're going to be pursuing the advance that they gave him back since there's not going to be a book made so of course this kind of puts him in a tailspin because that's the one thing he was counting on doing that he promised his stepdaughter that he would pay for the wedding. And he's pretty devastated. And in the early scene in the movie, he exits the publisher's office, goes to a hallway in the building, and uh, opens the window as he's about to potentially jump out and commit suicide. When he's about to do that, he sees a vision of Trudy, his wife, and has a conversation with her. And he, as the film progresses, he has several conversations with her. Of course, she's talking to him about not doing this and, you know, trying to, you know, convince him to not do it. So obviously he's having this conversation in his mind. And uh, he ultimately, of course, does not do it. Uh, but he's in a pretty bad spot. So as we also learn, it appears, well, not it appears, it shows in the film, he's counting down to the anniversary of her death and it looks like his plan ultimately is to is to end his life on that anniversary by taking uh, pills by overdosing on pills intentionally so again like i said you you find him in a very dark place in this film and like i said it was a surprise creatively to put him there now the thing about monk that i liked a lot and this film does a great job of it as well even better than i thought they would is balancing the comedy and the drama and uh, here it's the drama is even heavier than normal but i think it really anchors it very well but there's a lot of humor in the movie as well so his stepdaughter of course he's got to break the news to her that you know he can't pay for the wedding so the wedding's ruined so of course he's he's you know distraught about that she is fine with it she's like look my fiance wanted a small wedding anyway this is not a big deal we'll do it in the backyard nothing to even worry about so we meet her husband or her fiance and he is a journalist slash podcaster and he is about to have an interview with a a billionaire basically a jeff bezos type entrepreneur who developed a shopping website so basically it's it's jeff bezos uh for the for the purposes of this discussion so that is her fiance and uh, he's played by uh, austin scott so 
they're getting ready to get married, but he's getting ready to interview this billionaire paid by uh, James Purefoy. Uh, the uh, billionaire, billionaire's name is Eden. So the reason for the interview is Eden had a partner that helped develop this shopping website. And the partner was killed in a scuba diving accident. But Griffin, who is uh, the, the journalist, has been doing some research. And it appears that the circumstances surrounding the death of Eden's partner seem to be suspicious. So Eden, when the investigation took place, basically said, look, I wasn't anywhere near him when this happened. And, you know, he had a diving accident. So... Griffin is questioning him, and when he meets him for a quick interview, basically Eden offers him a job with great money to stop asking questions, and then when Griffin turns it down, he low-key threatens him. So that's the setup for that. So Griffin is also a avid kind of thrill seeker, and he does bungee jumping, things that are kind of dangerous, and he's doing his semi-annual bungee jumping trip, and, uh, you know, sets it up very meticulous. He gets his, he cuts his own bungee cord. He does everything himself. He's very meticulous about what he does. So he does it. He goes out there. The stepdaughter is there, of course, to watch, uh, even though she gets scared about the entire thing all the time. Um, and the stepdaughter's name is Molly. So Molly's out there with Griffin. So people are jump bungee jumping. He jumps off and there's a catastrophic accident and he ends up dead. So, of course, tragedy right before this wedding. And this is something, of course, Molly goes to Adrian to tell him that something is not right. Something doesn't seem right. He talks to this billionaire. Griffin talks to this billionaire and two days later he's dead. So she's like, you need to help me out, Monk. And Monk is, of course, is like, well, he bungee jumped. There's no way. There's no, you know, it was an accident. It's terrible. So he rebuffs at first, but then, of course, ultimately starts to do it. Uh, I think a lot of the reasons, too, is he's just in a bad mental state. You know, he keeps, there's a running joke in there. He keeps telling people, you know, when they ask him to do something, uh, he has plans. So, of course, this brings kind of the old gang back together from the television series. So you have have Stoudemire, who is now the head of security for Eden, the billionaire. You have uh, Natalie, played by Trailer Horror, like I said earlier, who comes back. Randy comes back because they're coming for the wedding. So, of course, the old gang gets back together and Monk goes into trying to solve this murder. So, obviously, Eden is the suspect and, you know, Eden is the killer. Like I said, we're not giving away any spoilers here. This is how Monk works. You find out the killer early, like I said, just like Columbo, if you're a fan of Columbo. So, the fun of it is trying to figure out how he did it. So, let me start with the mystery part first uh, because... The mystery part is, and I shouldn't say this, and I don't mean to diminish it because uh, it's actually pretty clever. The mystery part to this, to Monk and something like Columbo, is almost secondary because what makes the shows really great are the fantastic actors and especially the lead performance of Tony Shalhoub in the cast. That's really why you enjoy it. Not that you don't enjoy the mystery and that's not that it's not fun. But I'm going to start with the mystery because... The bungee jumping accident is, you know, the way it's set up and the way you find clues, it is, it's really well written because it's, I didn't figure out 
how this was pulled off because you don't really know. He sets up, Griffin set up his own bungee cord. He cut it himself. He was specific about how he did it. He was careful about how he did it. So you don't know how this could have happened because it wasn't a failure of something happening that caused it. So that's why the the the, the mystery and how Eden set this up to make this happen is very well done. And I did not figure out how he did it until they had the reveal. So the mystery is fantastic and how they go about it, how Monk, you know, meticulously gets clues like he always does. That's that was very, very interesting and it's great. So the mystery is good. I think you know, like I said, I didn't get it. You know, maybe some of you that end up watching it will get it. But I did not. I thought the mystery was a good one and 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 how they how that got pulled off. And James Purifoy as Eden is fantastic. You know, the the thing about these shows, again, like I said, I think you can tell. And that's why I think shows like Monk and, you know, to reference Columbo in the past, I think that's why they attracted big name stars and very good actors to play these these roles because they're fun. And you can tell he's having fun playing this cocky billionaire. And like I said, in the Jeff Bezos mode in this film, he's um launching himself up into space to orbit the earth so it's it's you can tell he's having a good time playing the role and having that fun so i think that's and that's what makes it enjoyable and entertaining to watch and the 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 main thing i want to talk about in this movie which is why i liked it a lot is the balance and i said it a little bit earlier between the the comedy and the drama so like i said I think the creative choice to put Monk in a pretty dark place, even for the show, because Monk's character, if you know the show, he's very, he's uh, he's very, he's super intelligent. So of course, he's completely aware of the OCD. He's completely aware of how crippling it is to his life, and he's completely aware of how unpleasant that makes him to be around sometimes to the people that are close to him, and. It's it's uncomfortable because you see, and this is what's so great about his performance. He's a he's a good person. He's a decent person, but he's a person that's struggling mightily. And in one of the great scenes uh, with Hector Elizondo, who plays his psychiatrist, it's great to see him, who's always fantastic, another great actor. And he's he's trying to tell him and just pleading with Monk, you know that you don't appreciate the people that love you. There's people that love you and care about you and, and care about you being around. And he's concerned about Monk, rightfully so, about his mental state and about what he may or may not do to himself. So those scenes are, are, are genuinely emotional and generally very well done and well acted. And the, the, the surprise of this movie to me, like I said, was the the amount of drama in here is, I think, heavier than in an episode of Monk or even in a season of Monk, even though that that undercurrent was always there. And that's what I think made the show really interesting to watch was because it was there was a lot of funny stuff in it with dealing with what he does and how irritating he can be and 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 the things that would drive everybody crazy. Uh, but the the level of, of of darkness underneath that and the things that he was suffering with internally and the empathy that his friends and co-workers had for him was one of the strongest elements of that television show television show and an even stronger element of this movie uh and it's and it's really well done and there, like i said there was genuine moments in the movie that were pretty emotional and genuine moments in the movie that made me laugh out loud too so that's that's a that's a tough balance to strike sometimes and i think here 
where I was surprised was that they really leaned into what a bad place he he's he's in right now and how bad he's really struggling and I think that really adds to the like I said the typical kind of stereotypical way you bring a show back is everybody comes back you know kind of do what they always did and and then you it's it's kind of feeding on nostalgia uh rather than trying to do something new and I think here now you have the murder you have the, the those things are the same the elements of the TV show are the same but I thought there was a surprising depth to it that I was not expecting. And uh, it was really, really well done. And as the movie moves forward, and of course, he, you know, he, you know, figures out how the murder was done. And you get the big, you know, reveal, you get the classics lines, you know, the first one, he's the guy when he knows when he figures out who did it, he goes, he's the guy. That was one of the lines he used in the, in the show a lot. And, uh, and then the other classic line is this is what happened. And then he proceeds to tell you once he figures out, he puts the pieces together on how the person who committed the murder did so uh, with the hope of, of course, getting away with it. So all of that is executed beautifully. And like I said, is there nostalgia involved? Yeah, absolutely. But it was a fresh kind of take on it. I really, really enjoyed it more than I thought I was. I was looking forward to it. So my expectations were, 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 were high, not super high because... These things, like I said, are usually meant to disappoint, but I had higher than normal, but they, they exceeded my expectations. It's something I definitely would watch again. And like I said, the interplay between the main actors, between Tony Shalhoub and Hector Elizondo and and Ted Levine and Trailer Howard. And then, of course, the people that come to play, you know, Eden, Pure Foya's Eden is great. And before I forget, I want to mention there's a fantastic cameo by the great, fantastic actor Richard Kind who's been in everything, character actor and a lot of comedy, but he plays, they play twin funeral directors. And there's a scene towards the end of the movie where he's going in to look at a coffin for Monk's going in to look at a coffin for himself for after his suicide. And there's a hilarious scene. It's maybe, I don't even think it's five minutes long, but Richard Kind just kills it like he always does. And it's a fantastic, basically extended cameo. And he's playing twins. So of course they have the effect there. So you have two Richard Kinds instead of one, which is always uh, fantastic that you have two for the price of one. Uh, but that's a great cameo I wanted to mention. So again, Mr. Monk's Last Case, I would highly recommend it. Obviously, if you've never seen the TV series, you could jump in. You don't have all that history, but they do give you the backstory of, you know, not the backstory, but they tell you solve his wife's murder. I mean, you can come into this without see, seeing the television series. And enjoy it, but of course, obviously, if you watch the series, uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's fun to see those characters back. And again, like I said, my biggest positive of this movie is the like I said, the balance between the drama and the comedy is really really fantastic. And I think they really leaned into where Monk was psychologically, mentally, and how working this case is something that he needed to do and something that kind of brings a life back to him. And at the very end of the movie, which I'm not going to tell you, but well, I'll tell you this part. They do set it up for hopefully maybe more of these movies coming out. I do know the writer-creator Andy Brickman, who wrote the screen, the script for this movie, uh, has done interviews saying he's completely interested in doing more of these and uh, depending on how this one does and what, what Peacock says... Uh, he would definitely do it. 
So that part, they leave it open. But what I will say is at the very end of this movie, uh, there is a very moving scene with Monk and with Trudy. And they have a conversation about what he means to other people. And then something happens that is truly, to me, was very moving. And I'll leave it at that. And uh, it was a great way to end the movie. It was towards right almost at the end, but it was uh, it was beautifully done and very moving. And I think really underscored what the whole movie does well for me, which is really explore that character of Adrian Monk and all his brilliance, his foibles, his annoyances. It's a, it's a really a well-rounded character. And I think that's the biggest success of Tony Shalhoub's portrayal because I think this could have easily, in lazier hands, this is easily... Could have been just a uh, somebody with OCD and, you know, how irritating that is. Oh, look, he's funny because he washes his hands a million times. But the thing, and to go back to the to the, to the the pandemic reference that I thought I wouldn't be a big fan of, what's great about it is and they joke about how the world is all like him now instead of the other way around where he's different and the whole world was different from him. Now the whole world has come around to what he is. And they make a good couple of funny jokes about how now everybody's like Monk washing their hands, sanitizing Stuff like that. So I thought, to me, that was actually amusing. And like I said, I was pleasantly surprised they found a way to use it in a way that was entertaining and was consistent with Monk's character. But again, with the the portrayal, it easily could have been just a generic, you know, almost stereotypical, insulting, you know, portrayal of someone with OCD. And it's not that he's a fully rounded character with, with like I said, with faults, with with great hum, with great humanity, but ego as well. Uh, I love when you see those moments where his ego comes through about you know how brilliant he is. So you get you get you get a three dimensional lead character played by a fantastic actor, and again that's the fun of watching the television this television series and this movie uh, is watching great actors do great work. And like I said, the murder is almost secondary, even though I think the the way they did it here was very clever. But it's almost secondary to just watching. You can tell that the actors are having fun. And they're enjoying their portrayal. So it was a great thing to revisit. And I'm really glad the movie ended up being really, really good. Even better than I thought it was going to be. And I am looking forward to hopefully more of them if they continue to do it. Because like I said, I love the television show. And I loved Tony Shalhoub's portrayal. And nothing disappointing here. It's great. So I'm going to go ahead and give Mr. Monk's Last Case four stars out of five. So on that scale, that's definitely one I recommend. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to watch it again. I think it's very, it's imminently watchable, very entertaining. Uh, it was fun for a Friday night. The movie clocks in in an hour and 37 minutes, so it breezes by. So it's great if you have, uh, you know, 90 minutes to kill and uh, looking for something to watch and there's nothing else on. I think this is very entertaining, especially if you were a fan and watched the television series. But I honestly think you don't really have to watch the series to enjoy the movie. So, which is great. That's a great thing. You can just pop right in and watch the movie, and maybe the movie will make you revisit the series, uh, which would be great because I highly recommend the television series. It was really good. So, I'm going to go ahead and give Mr. Monk's Last Case four stars out of five. And thank you for listening to the show. You can follow the show on X, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. The handle is at Earpod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the Facebook page if you don't mind. This is a one-man operation. If you're watching the show on Facebook, YouTube, or X and would like to support the podcast, you can click the QR code on the top left corner here on the screen 
or you can go to the show's X page at Bend Your Ear Pod. Go to the profile page there and click on the tip jar. This will help cover the cost of hosting the podcast. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic week.